Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Bobby Eaton Show. Giving yeah. you information you'll want to know. Speaking on issues affecting us all and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello world, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at on the globe. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And boy, I got a great show going on, so I want you to go gather your young people and, you know, your your, your kids, your grandma, your grandpas or whatever, and tell them, hey, we got some of the Mag 7 band with uh, Lena Lucky's in the house and Rose Lewis is here. And we're going to be talking about some iconic stuff that I think a lot of uh, people here in our local Tulsa area need to really know know about. So I want you to do that. Keep in mind that uh, Edurick, uh they're having their gala at the 36 Event Center tonight. So, you know, if you get a chance, go through there. They're going to be honoring some people. I was blessed to be honored one year, and that's all good right there. Those are my peeps, you know, and my um, co-host, she's Sansa Ray. She's going to be hosting it. You know, so I'm just going to see what happens. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make I'm feeling a little underweather a little bit, but I'm, I'm good enough to still get through it. You know, you know how that go? So, hey, we got a couple of couple of buddies in the studio. Look at Ron, Ronnie Balfour is over here and Alan Russell's over there and it's all good in the neighborhood. But meanwhile, let's take, talk a little bit about this weather. Now, it's raining outside. It says 87 degrees. Today is Saturday. It's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be 81 degrees with the lows in the third, uh, 63 degrees. I'm getting tight tongue. Anyway, uh, so we're not going to see no sunshine probably until Monday, actual sunshine. And it's looking at like it's going to be about 85 degrees, you know, So and it's going to rain all week. Rain, like Sansa say, it's raining on your head. 82 degrees on Tuesday, 89 degrees on Wednesday, 85 degrees on Thursday, and 88 degrees on Friday, and it's raining all those days. But Saturday, next Saturday, bright, sunshiny day, 90 degrees. So I, I did it. You know, I, don't, I know I don't do it as good as her, but, you know, I just kind of give you a little something, something. Anyway, we're here. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come right back. And uh, with these iconic females, and they're going to be telling a story, okay? All right.
Through the grapevine here on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. And uh, just so, let's see, I'm going to throw out a couple of things to you. Um, we're doing fundraisers over here at Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk. Uh, and the fundraisers are for the Juice Radio Show. We're taking a Juice Radio Show to Atlanta uh, next month. And I want to make sure these young people have everything that they need. We're taking about 12 of them. And um, we're going to stop through Memphis, Tennessee, you know, overnight, Bill Street, Matt, right there, get up the next day, little breakfast, head out to Atlanta, go to Atlanta and stay at this Airbnb. And then we're going to go to uh, CNN News. We're going to um, Ricky Smiley Show. That's just got added. Wow. Ramal told me that. I'm like, ooh, okay, yeah, boom. Martin Luther King Center, a couple of radio stations. And Tyler Perry's production studio. Now, all this is already set in stone. I just got to get these young people there so they can have an experience for a lifetime. You know, so if you need to make a donation, you can stop by here, 1533 North Norfolk, or you can email us at eatmusic2 at gmail.com. Again, that's E A T O N M U S I C, the number two. At gmail.com uh, You can just Google Just Google the Bobby Eaton Show It's going to all be there So we're just trying to get these kids Where they need to be You know, doing something for our youth Is so important Because they are our future I'm always saying that anyway Those of you who know me I'm always talking economic development um, How we should take care of our seniors How we should take care of our young people Guys, get out and mentor a young man You know, single parent mom May need somebody just to take a son out and show him how to, you know, do some manly kind of things. So take him out and start mentoring him. Those are some of the things that we need to do in our community. Guys, Miss Johnson's yard over over 
grass is growing, just hey, take an hour, take the lawnmower down there and knock it down. You know what I mean? It don't take too much to do stuff to help people. And that's what you got to be about, helping people. People helped us. We got to return that village once again because, oh, man, we I don't know. We're kind of somewhere else right now, but we try, We need to get back. In the studio, I got two iconic, legendary ladies whom I'm going to say, Miss Lena Lucky and Miss Rose Lewis. How are we doing? Great. Good morning. How are you? Great, great. Great. Go ahead. You guys could take your time out of your schedule. And come in here and uh, share some of the stories that a lot of people just have, uh, don't know unless they were doing that particular era. So we want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. Uh, Lena, you from you're from Tulsa? Yes, born and B- raised. Born and raised. What school? Yeah. What school? Went to Dunbar. Went to Bunch, Carver, Marion Anderson, Booker T. Washington. Okay, Booker T. So you, yeah, you a Hornet, huh? You better believe. Yeah. <laughs> Rose, what about you? I'm a Tulsa girl. Tulsa girl. Carver, Booker T, Class 64, we real hornets. Real hornets, and that's a good thing right there, you know, to be a real hornet. That's right. You know, because uh, I just think it's Tulsa, Washington now. You know, ain't Booker, that Booker T thing ain't like it used we to be. We can't let it go. Yeah, we can't we let can't it go. Yeah. And, you know, because, I mean, I'm not knocking anything because they just put me in the Hall of Fame this year, you know, at, 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 at uh, Booker T, and I was up there, and I was like, wow, this is so different. You know, it is so different. If you haven't been there in a while, yeah. the curriculum, the kids, uh, everything is just totally, totally different up in there. But born and raised here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. When did you guys first start d- discover that? Hey, I got a little something going on in music. Let me, let me, let me try that. I'm gonna say sixth grade for me. Was you singing in talent shows and stuff or something? Yes, it's bunch. Uh... I went, to, I went to bunch. There, <laughs> Mr. Elmer Davis. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, they we would do a talent show. You mm-hmm. know, and um, I got on the talent show and I did the song and it was amazing for me because I was scared. And then my mom said, "Look at the clock. Just look at the clock. Don't look at the people. Look at the clock." Mm-hmm. And I was singing, and you know, a long time ago, how you be singing and you're swinging your arms, and I swung my arm and. Hit the mic and yeah. the mic started falling, and I put my foot on it and hit it back. And when it came back, it just came back in my hand, and everybody in the auditorium just had a fit. And I said, "Okay, this is what I want." Yeah, do. okay, you had that 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 James Brown move, like, huh? Yeah, I said, "Okay, this is what I want to do for my life." <laughs> right, right. That was enjoyable for me. I know it was. What about you, Rose? Well, I was about thirteen, and my mom had some cousins had a quartet a brother and three sisters and I wanted to sing. So I'd go over with their practices and it took my father a little bit to to say I could do that. But I joined it. It was called a Christian Airs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they took me to Detroit. We really traveled. I was in like the up about the eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And always sang at church and the choir. I always knew I wanted to do it. And I never really had my own group till I got to of the sophomore took a teeth. So we had some little swings. Lena was in another group. So we were the two female groups. Mm-hmm. All the and group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because back then you had hijinks, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was oh, yeah. like the Motown review. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It was just like the Motown review. It was just like the Motown review. Yeah. Whatever they did, we did it. And we, we did. did it grand. Mm-hmm. Wow. So um, after being up there, 
Is that when when did you get with the Mag Seven, Magnificent Seven band? What year was that? Well, for me it was like I'm gonna say nineteen sixty nine when I came back from Germany. I did I Oh, was so married. you went over to you was married. Mm-hmm. Sixty eight, yeah. I came back with sixty eight when I came back. I, I joined in you invited me to join in sixty eight, so it had to be a little bit before then. Okay. But I I just know I came back from Germany and mm-hmm. We were out to a club here called the Coronada. Coronada Club? Oh, yeah. And uh, the Magnificent Seven was playing, and Beverly Cherry was the lead vocalist at the time. Mm-hmm. And I I saw her, and it was just, I was like, okay, I should have would like to sing. Mm-hmm. And she let me sit in that night. Coronada Club. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on. That was she, it, huh? Yeah, because she ended up going to Oklahoma City, being with her husband at mm-hmm. the particular time to sing with his group. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just a job for me. Chacha, I asked me if I'd like to have it, and I told him I surely would. Now, uh, Edward Chacha Cherry, mm-hmm. he was like the brains of the Magnificent Seven, yeah. right? He's yeah. the one who put it together and had everything just in place right there. I remember sometimes Chacha, which we called him, mm-hmm. Chacha, sometimes Chacha would... Uh, He'd have a a funky flop hat suit and all that stuff on at one minute, and then I I see him in school. He'd have a suit and tie on. Yeah, you know, a music teacher. A music teacher was a music teacher, you know, and he taught people music and stuff like that. And uh, his brother Reggie, Mm -hmm. who joined the group, these are people I remember, and I remember uh, Roy Walker. And L.T. Wells, Mm -hmm. you know, L.T. Wells, Roy Walker, Roscoe Dabney. All kind of, uh, these guys were just some of the guys who were influencing so many people, because back in those days, Magnificent Seven had a van, yeah. and on the side of that van it said Mag Seven. You know, Magnificent <laughs> Seven van. Everybody knew when they saw it going up and down the street. Uh-huh. That's who it was, you know. And they were, and all the other little bands wanted wanted a van too, but you know didn't have them at the time. So you guys, what I remember used to. Hearst over to the Cherry House off of Lewis mm-hmm. over yeah. there, right? Yeah, in the garage. In the garage. That's right. All the time. You could hear y'all rehearsing all <laughs> over the city. Y'all be up in there <laughs> playing and, and stuff like that. Tell us some of the uh, stories that took place with that group, with all of those those guys. Anything that comes to mind that you can just really think about? I remember... When we first got the gig, it's been uh, the Rose Room house band, mm-hmm. and Charlie and Dino were mm-hmm. in high school. Right. I remember this. Now, y'all talking, this and is my little journey. We, we thought they were kids to us. Yeah. Yeah, they were yeah, kids. Exactly. The babies. <laughs> and they got to get, we made them get in where they could fit in. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't know for a long time, they used to tell tell their parents they were going to a band function when we would leave town, be gone overnight. Uh-huh. And we didn't know, I didn't know. That. Oh, yeah, Charlie was doing that all the time. Yeah. I remember when Charlie joined the Magnificent Seven uh-huh. because we had little high, little high school bands and schools right. in the daytime. And he said, man, I'm getting to go play at Mag Seven tonight. I said, oh, yeah, really? And next thing I know, he would be going with y'all off some playing somewhere. Dino, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie and Miss Wilson, she would say, like, uh, you better make sure my baby get back home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> a, lot of people didn't, a lot of people didn't know that, but... Uh, yeah, Charlie played with the Magnificent Seven. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think that when Lena was there first and she called 
Gwen French. Gwen mm-hmm. has passed away now. Mm-hmm. Called us to, she she needed some help. And I remember Chacha told me one time, I didn't think y'all was going to be as big as you are. I didn't think <laughs> you were going to bring uh, as much to the band. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, they were going to do a couple of songs. He just, he in a fun way, and he liked it and depended on us, you know. Yeah. But um, we mm-hmm. go down, and so the Rose Room got, it was more people there every weekend, more and more and more people. Were coming, huh? Yeah. And so at one point, it was it, all the seats were filled, and everybody right. stood on the dance that's floor. Right. Mm-hmm. That's when we pulled out the cocktail. And when know? the cocktail so was popped was, up? Yeah. Okay, we now, had to get grand now. now <laughs> whose idea was that, was it? Cha-Cha's idea, or you guys, or who's, who's idea? It's Rose's was Rose's, mama. Rose's mama? Rose's mama, because she, she was the one that was doing We didn't have, we didn't think about the costume. We never thought about it. The big furry boots and all that kind of stuff. We and, had everything. <laughs> one time she found this sale on this fabric, the one that's the band picture that most people are used to seeing. Mm-hmm. She went somewhere, and it was tons of this fabric, and she bought all of it. And when she made an outfit for Lena and Gwen and I was so much left over, and the guys, we, she didn't know how they would accept it, but she made one for Cha Cha, mm-hmm. and then everybody wanted one, and I guess that was our signature outfit. We had them everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was like play by play, you know, every week, and we would practice, and then he would give us more to do, and then at one point he kind of let us decide what but we were going to sing, what mm-hmm. we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, some of the other guys in the band, like, what was it like working with Reggie and uh, it all worked uh, out. Roscoe and, you it, know, Daddy? We were like a family. It really fit. It, we were like a family. We could, like I said, we could make a background book of standing on that stage. They'd come over to us and maybe say, do this here or do this here. Mm-hmm. And it just, it would it just came chill. Naturally, huh? Yeah. If, if it was the night that somebody was kind of off, you know, maybe had a personal thing going on, a little bit, oh, yeah. And this was unspoken, too. That was your problem. You go over there. Do you get yourself together? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't mean it. everybody was upset or wondering what was wrong. Mm-hmm. If you were off, you had to be responsible for mm-hmm. yourself. So, yeah. And it, it worked, and we were a family. It really worked, and the show must go on regardless. Uh-huh. Uh, when, I, uh, when I asked Cha-Cha if I could get two ladies to sing with me mm-hmm. and um I was in um I was sitting to have a baby and I wanted the show to continue, you know, with the same mm-hmm. um method that we had had before. You know, we had a show, not just a band plan. Mm-hmm. We had a show. And I wanted that to continue even though I was gonna be having to take off for maternity leave. So I asked him, I said, Well can I get two ladies? And, and like she said, he was feeling a little weird first, and I'm like, because I know some ladies that can sing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So it wasn't about just two ladies; it was about two ladies that could sing. I asked uh, Gwen French, and then I asked Rose. I said, "You know Gwen French? I wanted to know if they got along, you know." And we just all ended up being the best of friends, and we could just make it happen musically. Mm-hmm. Now. Um... I don't know if I was going to go down that road or not, but uh, Ronnie Wilson was in the Mac 7, too, yes, wasn't he? he? Yes. yes, he was. And there was an incident that took place between him and Roy Walker, right? Yes, it was. Oh, you know, me and Charlie didn't talked about that oh, several you, times. You know about we that, didn't talk about that incident that took place. And 
Were you there? Did you witness yes, that? I what, was there. What I, happened, Lena? Ronnie Wilson got a perfect ear for music. And if you were off a little bit, some kind of way he was going to let you know. He would take his horn and lay it in our back sometimes. Mm-hmm. Boom, like that. And to let us know that we needed to pitch up or something. Yeah, huh? pitch up like that. Well, him and Roy, Roy had did a solo one night, and the solo was off key to Ronnie. And they had an argument about it. And then they went backstage into Rose's room, and they were arguing about it. And Ronnie just got very, very, very upset. And there was a hammer laying there, and he hit Roy in the head with a hammer. <laughs> and then we all rushed out to Hillcrest. Ronnie was just in dire straits because that was not what he had planned to yeah, do. Yeah, what he had planned on doing, uh, but, he, but uh, he did it, didn't but he? But he fired him up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that. When but they, they, believe it or not, they did not lose friendship behind that. They did. And they still played music. Together. Together. You know, it mm-hmm. was it was uncanny because it was like it just blew our mind. We didn't know what was going on. It was like, huh? Right. But, you know, but that was just I've met musicians like that in my life who got perfect ears, and they will be on you, because when I started out, I started out with Ernie Fields Jr., yeah, Bang Bang Jackson, Slim mm-hmm. Malone, mm-hmm. all Scott, the cats, those cats, yeah, yeah Bonesy. They used to write scores for me, mm-hmm. you know. So you had to be on pitch, on pitch, and Ron was just like that. But mm-hmm. then Ronnie was a good guy though, because I enjoyed singing with him. That boy could sing. Yeah, he had a voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't really realize that, you know, Ronnie Wilson got a voice. That's what I'm saying. He can sing. He's got a beautiful voice. Mm-hmm. And we would do like Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell songs mm-hmm. and make faces at each other while we were singing to each other. Mm-hmm. That's what the funny part to be able to stay mm-hmm. on picture and make a so, funny face. So uh, when did LT come in, in the picture? About the same time that Gwen and mm-hmm. I did. That's when LT came uh, in? He, he was a the coolest guy, quiet. Quiet, he, yeah. He had much to say, but he could do what he did. He was, it was easy to get along with him, but he came about the same mm-hmm. time that Gwen and I came. And all of these guys are no longer with us. They've come and gone. Wow. And yeah. it's just, except for Roscoe Dabney. Except for Roscoe Dabney. Now, that's the beat. He's the I beat. I don't care what nobody says. That's was, the beat. Actually, it was four of our classmates. Mm-hmm. Lee, that Lena was in the band, James Farley. James Farley and Roscoe. Yeah, James Farley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were all classmates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But Roscoe, he he knew. Yeah, I played with Roscoe, so I know he had the beat. Yeah, he, he had the he beat. Did. Well, he had a a beat that would hit you in the middle of your back. Mm-hmm. That would give you that little funk that you needed. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Roscoe didn't need to rehearse. Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? He didn't need to rehearse. He just, he just he uh-huh. didn't need to rehearse, huh? He was on top of it. He was always on top of it. Yeah. Great guy, too. Mm. I mean, I love me some Roscoe Dabney. Me and too. Uh, <laughs> Huh? I said, me, too. <laughs> now, let, let me ask you something. Since y'all were rehearsing in the house, right? Mm-hmm. They had a brother, which is... A class older than me named Rajin. Rajin Cherry. Why come Rajin never would get involved he, in playing bands and stuff? He didn't I care just, about any of that. He mm-hmm. didn't care. Right, and he was good at it too. Mm-hmm. But he didn't care nothing about it. He was good at it, but he wouldn't play with no bands mm-hmm. or none of that. He just mm-hmm. wasn't interested, was he? No. I no. remember that. He we used to get him, try to get him to play. Oh, man, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. He didn't travel with us. He, he, he I can't remember Rajin being at his kid. Me neither. I've never really seen him at one of the, uh, yeah, at one of the gigs. He didn't care about that music or nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was uncanny. 
because he had two brothers that was just really die hard. And a sister. Yeah, <laughs> Beverly. Yeah, mm-hmm. Beverly. Yeah. Yeah, I just noticed that. I was thinking about that. Now, we used to wonder in high school, why come we can't get Rod Jean to play drums? Because mm-hmm. he was one of the better drummers. He just, yeah. you know, he just never played. Because we had a drummer like uh, that played with us every now and then. Of if Roscoe couldn't make it, make it Cedric Wright. Oh, Cedric, yeah, for sure. Cedric is phenomenal. Cedric was just oh, phenomenal. young Cedric Wright. He's still around here too. Yes, and Cedric is phenomenal. You know, mm-hmm. great drummer. Mm-hmm. Great drummer, and and James Foley, like me and Rose were talking about a while ago. He was the what did you call him? The boss. <laughs> he he was not officially the boss. But it has to be somebody to keep it. If you were late, he was going to let you know. Yeah. Uh, he kept you on your toes. Mm-hmm. He was the one that collected. We yeah. we let him because he was the one that collected our money. <laughs> Did you ever get shortchanged on your money? Not from me. Yeah. Not from the Mag mm-hmm. 7. Mm-hmm. Mag 7 always got paid. Uh-huh. Got paid. Well, we mm-hmm. didn't always get paid. People are going to tell us that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. People, the club owners. Yeah, stuff. club owners. James probably did take care of us. He took care. Yeah, he he made sure it was right. Uh-huh. Could he handle all the business? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. And from you know, from that band, it looked as though um, another band kind of evolved out of that band. Oh yeah. It was called Outback, right? Yeah. Outback. Mm-hmm. Now that concept was different to me because it was. I saw two bass players, there you, go. you know, Willie Lewis and uh, Reggie, Reggie Cherry mm-hmm. on stage playing at the same time. I'm like, man, I'd never seen nothing like that. Like, like that. that was just kind of different, you know. It was a unique sound. Yeah, it was really. a unique sound and stuff like that. At that time, we had our band, and Charlie and them was playing mm-hmm. with us, and Liberator's band and all right. that. Yeah, you remember back? Pure Silk. Huh? Oh, Pure yeah. Silk. We'd mm-hmm. be playing in the Gallery Supper Club. Yeah. All that red velvet and stuff. So, I remember the first night they bought the Wawa on the stage. Oh yeah, the Wawa the pedal. first time. The Wawa pedal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you, did you like it? Right away. Right away, uh-huh. huh? Uh-huh. Wow, 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 wow. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and Chacha had it fixed up a way where I could, uh, I could hold the mic a certain way and, 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 and be a yeah. Wawa pedal. Because I did a whole song like that uh, one night. And mm-hmm. it was like, oh, my. But mm-hmm. Like I said, we would just do stuff. Experimental. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to see if we could do it and if it sounded good. And mm-hmm. then we met a lot of bands out there also that were great bands. You know, that was the good part of it. You get to meet other musicians. Other musicians. Mm-hmm. That was that fellowship and that, that, yeah. that time when... There wasn't nobody jealous of anybody, or right. hate, hating on nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody trying was, to stand out before, right. before an ego mm-hmm. tripping and all that, you know. So, wow, that was during a great time. Because mm-hmm. I remember one night in the gallery, and then we would do different music. We would we didn't care we didn't care about stretching out doing something else. Uh, I don't know if people remember Cold Blood, mm-hmm. Cold Chicago, Blood, Chicago. Chicago. The right? We, yeah. we would. Step out and do some things. I remember Man Charlie, mm-hmm. Dino, and Troy Hanson. Uh-huh. who did make make me smile mm-hmm. at the gallery. Yeah, I am. It was beautiful, and I mean, it was on time for Cha Cha. A lot of people didn't understand. They, I don't think, it, I don't know if they really knew he that he was a music teacher, but he would make us if we were doing a record by somebody, we would listen to it. He would listen to it. Sometimes the artists. That top artist, 
mm-hmm. were making mistakes or they were flat or sharp. He straightened all that up for us, and it kind of made us more of a perfect of a perfect sound because he made sure that the music was totally right for us. And together. And together. Mm-hmm. That was cha-cha, though. Yeah. His nature was like that. Yeah. Wow. And, and wherever we went, I don't really remember people like having a request. They wanted us to do a particular kind of song. We just went in and did what we did. Mm-hmm. And they enjoyed it. I remember one night all the uh, electricity went off. We were playing in Enid, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and all the electricity went off. And I was singing. <laughs> and I guess going out with Ernie Fields at a, at, a, at a young age, it was always the show must go on, regardless. The show must go on. I kept on singing. Acapella? Acapella. Mm-hmm. Uh, band members started grabbing percussion mm-hmm. instruments. Beating stuff, huh? Hey. And the party... Continued. Continued until the lights came back on. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I remember something that was different for us. We went to Wichita, Kansas. Ooh. It was a gentleman's club. They were called the Twelve Horsemen. Mm-hmm. They would have us up often, and it was a Sunday. I don't usually we would come. We'd, sometimes we'd come back home on a Saturday night, but we stayed over, and they had a brunch for us. And we started singing "Oh Happy Day," and we had a whole party. Mm-hmm. And we'd never done, you know, when Jesus washed, not mm-hmm. when I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was different. But they had us often in, in Wichita. Often. Up in Wichita. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was another men's group. I can't remember their name. We would go to Kansas City. Um, we played Jules Lounge. We played Flankers. When we, when we went and... Um, you remember Jewel's Lounge? Yes. Yeah. And then we went over in Kansas City, Kansas and, and heard the... The vibe was a little different in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you said yeah. it was a little different? Just yeah. a little. What, just was a diff- little. what was different about um, it? It was a different sound. It was a... It was a group of people I thought stayed out all night long, often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that yeah. feeling. Yeah, because it was an after-hours place. Yeah. That's the place you go after. Uh-huh. Hey, yo, you talking about the International Club, huh? Uh, well, yeah. One, yeah. One, one of them, huh? Yeah, one oh, of them. We those. played with JB, too. Okay. Uh-huh. But it was, all, it, was, it was fun. It was interesting. And you just kind of tell people, but that's when there wasn't any fights. Everything was going on. Everything yeah. was everything when the music was going. Always. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to worry about no mm-hmm. arguments, uh, people out. Even, you know, the people that came, the patrons. Up there in uh, Wichita, huh? Here in Tulsa? Here in Tulsa. That was Wichita in Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri? Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. mm-hmm. we would go, we would play, if we were playing in Kansas City, then we would go over after we got off and, and go to uh-huh. Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And go over there and listen to them and play and uh, I know uh, we had a thing with a band. It was like this: if if another group of people ca- wanted to come and sit in, well, they could sit in. But then, as soon as we come back on the stage, we'd burn them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we played. We came to Kansas City. We went in flankers. This is Otis Till. They said that we couldn't come in because we looked like the Call Pepper Cattle Company. What? Because of the way you were dressed? Yes. They didn't, you know, we just we just wanted to audition and sit in. Mm-hmm. So they sent us. They didn't let you come in the club, period? Well, well, they let us stand in the door. We couldn't come in. Mm. We, we stand right there in the foyer. 
Mm-hmm. Because we weren't dressed correctly there, you had to have on a suit and a tie. Oh. And when, uh, so they told us that we could go over in Kansas City, Kansas to a club called the 50 Yard Line. Well, the Ohio players were playing there mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. And so the dude said, well, yeah, you all can sit in, but we won't play first. So I said, okay, that's cool. So they said, well, you can use our equipment. And we said, no, mm-hmm. we bought our own equipment. And Bobby, that was just so uncanny as they were playing. We were bringing our equipment in. Yeah, bringing your equipment in while they were playing. While huh? they were playing, we were bringing our oh, equipment in. The players are playing, huh? Uh-huh. But, you know, they were just... Nobody was dripping all of it, huh? They did afterwards because when we set up, we set up in front of their setup. And Roy Walker, this is Wawa And they was like... Just like that, they the audience stood up. Everybody got quiet. Mm-hmm. I introduced the band. Mm-hmm. We did the number. The dude behind the bar, his name was Son. He called over his flankers. He said, "Man, y'all need to get these people over here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there, he y'all burn. So y'all burn up so Ohio players. We burn up the Ohio players. We burn up because we didn't burn up the whispers, but uh-huh. the band. Mm-hmm. And well, we burn up the Delphonics because mm-hmm. we really laid them down. Because mm-hmm. we were doing some of their tunes, you know, and we didn't back up. Mm-hmm. You did whatever you did. Yeah, we we did the set. You know, it was it's just it was just fun. You know, we we met a lot of people out there. I think we liked it so much because it was fun. I we didn't really look at it like working or right. We don't get paid. Yeah, y'all just like doing engagement. Entertaining. Yeah. A lot of bands used to do it like that back in the day. Entertain. I don't know what happened, but you know, it's all for the money now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't understand that you're, you have to rehearse. Most of them think that, to me, this is the way I always looked at it. You said you got to rehearse? You need to. Yes. You need to. You're yes. supposed to. Yes. <laughs> Some of them, you think, I can't tell. Okay, go ahead. But see, the whole thing about it was they think they're getting paid for the show. I always said the show was going to happen. We got paid for rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And we rehearsed. And 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 I mean, we rehearsed. If it was wrong, you got to stop. You start over. Clean it up. Clean it up. Yeah, because some some groups don't believe in rehearsing. They just want to go for the money and get out there in front of the people and slop the people. Uh huh. And then and, they want to know if you want to sit in. All right, you want to sit in. You want to sit in <laughs> no. with them. I guess one thing. I that's why you know, even though I'm here in Tulsa, I'm not doing a lot of playing yeah. like I once did, and uh, it's hard to find. Musicians who really want to grind. Thank you. They want to get in there. They want to get in there and do grind. Work. work. Do that work. You can, fi- you can find those who just want to get in there and just play the gig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ha ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I hate is if we go home in the rehearsal and we're supposed to learn two songs all week and get to rehearsal, you didn't learn all of your music, but, they didn't learn but somebody ain't learned nothing. They ain't learn their part. So now you got to sit around and listen to them, uh, wait for them to learn their yeah, part. Before you can put the whole thing before together. Before you can put the whole thing together. It causes up time. That's wasting up. people's time. Because we would come, me, Rose, and Gwen, when we come to rehearsal, our stuff would be a little time because they'd be at my house. We'd be sitting there. Oh, yeah. We'd be on the floor sitting in front of the And sometimes this little, little boy over here would be sitting on yeah, wandering around the room. Uh huh. <laughs> we uh, 
Because we rehearsed right there. We would rehearse as a female group. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. As a female group before we put it, took it to the band. Mm-hmm. When we walked on the stage. Yeah. We were ready when we, we got back. We had vocal rehearsal. Yeah, we had vocal rehearsals with each other. You know, before we even got on the stage and don't tell them we and don't say that we're gonna do a certain song and we don't know it. Okay, that was a sign for Flav. He was gonna get you. Oh, Flav, Flav, he the one gonna get you. He gonna get you. He do the finding. He the one do the finding. If you didn't know your part, hey. Now I will say, look, as a group of singers, we had it made until I don't know what what became of a Flav. He said. Y'all just sing and leave. I need we need to teach y'all how to tear tear stuff down. But we didn't want to fool with the cards and all. We had to, we had we had to do that too. I said I don't know how to do all that. He said, you can learn. <laughs> but it always pack turned up the out. Micro, pack up the microphone. But when we started helping, we after the gig late, we were we could hurry up and get back on the highway because he made us. Get, and you try to ease away from it. Oh, no. So we started off with just the cards. Just wrapping up cards. Yeah, uh-huh. the mic cards. You got to mess with the microphones. Well, as we, we got as we got to that. Oh. We didn't pick up nothing here even now. We weren't doing the heavy stuff. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then we would let Gwen drive us home in 45 minutes from Arkansas. <laughs> that was a whole other thing, yes. <laughs> I, I didn't ever drive the van, but Gwen, she didn't mind. She, she drove could. the van? Oh, yeah, she could. Did you mm-hmm. drive it, Lena? I drove the van. I mm-hmm. didn't drive it. You didn't, I didn't drive it. I didn't want to drive the van. I, mm-hmm. I just... But and y'all be all piled up in there, huh? In there, yeah. like with, with the equipment, with all the of equipment. That. Gwen, Gwen said she liked to drive because she was comfortable up there in that seat. You mm-hmm. know, because she had this whole seat by herself. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how she got her seat, huh? Yeah. But she was a good driver, no problem. We could just fall asleep, and when she pulled up in front of you, I said, "Get out." Mm-hmm. That was it, huh? Yeah, yeah, we'd be home, and it's like, dang, you got to chill real quick. Oh, we should have brought Gwen in here too, huh? No, Gwen passed away oh, six she? years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, the three of us stayed. Lena and I have been friends since uh, we mm-hmm. were like maybe 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Our first year in high school. And uh, so all of these years, the three of us have stayed really close. But Gwen, Gwen passed away six years ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't know she had passed. Yes, mm-hmm. she did. Mm. And, and she was something too. She, ooh, she. We had three personalities. Yeah. And it worked. And it, and it worked. Three-part harmony, too, huh? Mm-hmm. And oh, it yeah. really worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they used to sit and say, we know when to come in because I have this little clicking sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. I never even thought about it. I guess that's the way I kept time in my head. And then we could do the little clicking sound, and I said, okay, we're going to do this here. And then we change it around. Mm-hmm. And we change other people's background vocals around to make them work. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we had a unique show. Ever since then, and I sing now with my choir at my church, I'm so sensitive to who's in my left and right ear. And I'm probably the oldest one in the choir, and I kind of remind them that if you're not right in my right ear, you, that ain't right. I got to be on the end. Say, I got to be somewhere where I can really yeah. get it. Yeah. Wow. So you guys are involved in church right now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At your prospective churches, huh? Yes. And are you singing in the choir? Yeah. I don't. You don't? Rose, you do. I do. I would love to, to bring her over when she's in the mood. I'm going to drag over she's there. She's probably going to snatch me. Uh, <laughs> that is too funny. Wow. Well, look here. We're on the Bobby Eaton Show, and this is where we tell our stories our way. We're going to take a little break. Somebody told me, hey, I got to pay the bills, so let me pay some of the bills up in here. And we want you to dial that number, 646 
716-556-5525. And don't forget to press that one button. Okay. This thing is kind of delaying itself, y'all. Y'all know how we do. I don't I don't I don't be tripping. <laughs> Let me see here. All right, stick around. We use our platform to promote today's leaders while inspiring tomorrow's. And we super serve our local community while helping you serve the world. We are Eaton Media Services, a full-service media company providing promotion, videography, recording services, and more. Connect with us today to find out how we can help you entertain, empower, and inform at EatonMediaServices.com. Uh, yeah, that's Eaton Media Services, located at 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And we want you to come and participate in what we got going on. So that's what that's all about. Searching for ways to grow your business? Or perhaps you would like to invest in Tulsa's African-American community? The Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start. The Chamber was created to serve and increase the visibility of needs in our community. It is an umbrella organization for local businesses, the Tulsa Juneteenth Festival, BWS Black Women in Business, and the Grassroot Economic Development Fund known as BWS The Power Group. For more information about the Black Wall Street Chamber of Commerce or to donate to The Power Group, visit bwschamber.com. Hi, I'm Denise Parker with Midtown Embroidery. We do it all from any type of promotional, from screen printing, embroidery, school uniforms, Greek lettering, workwear, monogramming. There's no job too big or too small and no location too far. Let us be your one-stop shop. We're located at 2808 East 15th Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74104. Our phone number is 918-982-3254. Our email address is denise.tulsamidtown at gmail.com. Thank you. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. You can find us online at www.utreep.com. That's the letter U T R E E P.com. As well as finding us on Facebook, Underground Tree Studios, Instagram as Underground Tree, and you can also find artist Dawn Tree online as Artista Dawn Tree. And you can also kick it old school and give us a call at two zero two. 910-4409. Don't hesitate to call us. All it takes is a 10-minute consultation and we can have you hooked up. Peace. If your credit starts with a 3, 4, 5, or 6, this is for you. Did you know that it's costing you to have bad credit? You can't get qualified for that house or apartment and you're paying high interest rates. Along with paying high car insurance, and it may be costing you that job that you really want. What are you waiting on? Take more of a holistic approach. Pick up the phone and call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554 or text CAMP to 76626. With 13 amazing services, we restore and repair generations to come. Once again, call the Credit Shiro at 832-642-1554. Or text camp to 76626. If you know better, you do better. 
Only the Credit Shiro can help you to save the day. The all-new KBOB, Black on Black Community, Radio 89.9, on your FM dial. All right, yeah, that's the all-new KBOB, Black on Black Radio, Community Radio. It's coming pretty soon, so y'all, those of you in Tulsa, Oklahoma, we in your cars. So we're going to be there. So just stick around. 89.9 FM Radio. Again, that's 89.9 FM Radio. We are for the people, and that's what we believe in, the people. I wouldn't have all of this media stuff if it wasn't for the people. You know, I don't believe in that. You know, I don't do it for myself. I do it for the people because the people need the voice, and the, and we need to get our voices out there. Back in the studio, we got Lena Lucky and Rose Lewis. Oh, we've been having a good time up in here, haven't we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell them some of them stories <laughs> right there. Now, let me ask you this. Did any of y'all, I'm going to ask y'all, I don't know. I'm being real careful. Anybody date anybody in the band? No. None, none of that? Um, like I said, when I was a young girl, I went out with Ernie Jr. And you learned. I learned there were rules and regulations to being a musician. And it was that you never fraternized like that with a band member because you didn't want to start mm-hmm. your confusion. You know, if something's right. done, exactly. your show must go on, you can't have that. And I almost didn't believe it until I saw it happen one night with a group that was here. Her husband broke his guitar string. She was a female vocalist, and she was livid and just went off. And it looked, it was such an ugly thing to me, you know, to see that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, we're out here, we're supposed to be entertaining the people. We don't have time for that. We're trying to make everybody happy. My thing was, when I would, you know, come out and introduce myself in the band, I would tell them we're here uh, to make you have a good evening because... You know, your boss might have made you mad today. You know, your job, something on your job might have bothered you. We just want you to come out and relax and have a good time and party with us. And and, and that's, that's, that's always yeah. the best way. Yeah. You I, know. Was, I was married with a full-time job and two little girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you were with the Magnificent Seven? Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. And so I had to fit it all in. And, and right. I love the music. I love the band. So, But my, my entire life, I'm, I've been able to fit it in, what I enjoy doing and mm-hmm. staying busy and all that. I did it and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I knew the weekend was going to come and that was all my time. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's the best way to do it, you mm-hmm. know, is to keep keep that business straight. Mm-hmm. People oh, yeah. people used to always ask me, hey, man, you was with Natalie Cole. What about them background singers and all of that? I said, no, nah, man. It ain't about that's, how you, that's how things end. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to make a mess? You can make a mess. You can real make quick a mess. Like that. Yeah. Like that. You know. But you know. But that's uh but that band era, you know, we don't have bands anymore. Mm-hmm. Not bands mm-hmm. with vocalists. You know, what y'all think happened? I think disco happened. You think disco changed I it all? I think disco changed that. It it wasn't as People were more than just getting out dancing and doing this here. Wasn't nobody really into listening to bands. They'd rather just hear the music that was going on, this dance music to go on. They weren't really paying that much attention. So the disco changed the whole aura. I think it did. I, I feel that. And I, I think, too, now this is going to be kind of old school. 
there was a decorum and was a certain way you conducted yourself and all of that kind of changed. And I'm not real sure I knew exactly when that happened. But you have to always be controlling yourself. You can't yeah. you can't do everything you think you might want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. You know. But I, I'm I'm not so sure I know when that happened. But character, a whole lot of things change. So it changed the music, changed where you have fun. Do you, do you think technology had something to do oh, with yes. it too? Oh yeah. I, I believe that too because mm-hmm. it, it took. It took the musicianship away from the human to me. Mm-hmm. If I can make this computer sound like a drummer or piano or whatever, then I don't need that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what happened. And then it took the music out of school. That's, that's that was one too. Yeah, that was for one sure. One big thing that was a mess up to me. And all of a sudden, it was so much going on. Mm-hmm. Back then, you had time to think about it and fix it. And we, you did this now. This the next time, like it changed, but taking music out of school was a big mistake. That was a big mistake, big wasn't it? Mistake. Yeah, stopping kids from playing horns and yeah. drums uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, oh my goodness. Because believe it or not, when I went to Dunbar, I played an instrument mm-hmm. and I get angry at myself today because I didn't stay with that, stay with that instrument. And it was a violin, I couldn't stand it at mm-hmm. that particular time. At that time, uh-huh. at that time. It, right yeah. now, it's sweet though. But right now, yeah. I hear these females and everybody turning all the violins oh, up. I'm so it. upset. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I just mm-hmm. stay with that. Mm-hmm. But that's well, that's a good. That's it's important that you're even working with young people now, because mm-hmm. a person like you can have an influence that they never knew they were missing or. Well, I tell these stories. Uh-huh. I mean, they know, yeah. and they be like, "Oh, Mr. Bobby, what? Really?" And I say, "Yeah, man, really." And well, this is what happened. Instruments like that, you know, mm-hmm. we would. Uh, uh, they would have talent shows or battle of the bands. That's how we got our PA set. Mm-hmm. The battle of the bands. Yeah, right. We would work for our instruments mm-hmm. and oh, stuff. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey man, this gig we gonna play. We gonna play for PA. Yeah. We play. And That's get, how we got the band. We gonna. We gonna <laughs> yeah, you got the band. <laughs> huh? yeah. Yes. Whose idea was to go get that van? I think it was Cha Cha's yeah. idea. He'd always wanted it. You He'd know. always wanted to have a van, and, and then. George Ellis is the one who did the painting. Oh, on the side of it? George Ellis. I remember him. I don't know if he's still alive or not. I don't think he is. I don't think so. Mm -mm. But But I know he had did a picture. He did a portrait picture of me. And I just cried when I saw it because it was like he put the life in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Everything, huh? Everything. And I'm like, this man is brilliant. Yeah. George used to paint all over this town. Yes. Well, yeah. It's one one of the yearbooks. I think maybe class of sixty one. His he he did had artwork all through it, the whole thing. But I remember the first day we came, we we talked about the van. We knew that it was coming. Um, but when we rolled up there and saw it in our head of paint, we felt pretty proud of ourselves. Oh yeah. Because we had to do without money. Wasn't for a while. it kind of tan colors or yeah, something? Yeah, the van was tan, but the uh, writing was uh-huh. brown or something. Uh-huh. Purple, purple, yeah, all kinds of colors. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. George did both sides, didn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know he wasn't that expensive. No, no. I know, and knowing George, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he just because he loved to paint, he loved to draw. Yeah, that was that was part of his passion. Mm-hmm. 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 So I said, there's so many people when we were coming up that were so talented, not only in music but in different aspects. They were just talented. And mm-hmm. they, they, some of them got to put the talent out there. Some of them didn't. Mm-hmm. 
But as much as we could, you know, we would see somebody we wanted to give them, you know, say, well, come on, do this for us. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was, we always, we loved it. Now, I'm going to ask y'all about a little place right across the street from where y'all used to rehearse. Wasn't it a little club or something right there? At Mr. Cherry's house? No, at not at the Cherry's house, okay. but across the street from Mr. Cherry's. Wasn't it like a little juke joint or something? A little juke joint. A Miss So and So. They used to. I can't think of the name. They used to call it. Like it was like a little juke joint. Mhm. I remember. I hadn't thought of it in a long time. Mhm. Miss Sally Mays or something. You know, some little club across the street, right there. Yeah. Juke joint. You right. Mhm. Because they sold food out of it too. Yeah. Right. Food. See, I was all over the place. So, you know, that's to me, you mean even know about it. But, yeah. But I remember that. A little place across the street. But Magnificent Seven, what an impact uh, it was put on my life. And some of, like you say, Charlie and Dino and some of the younger ones, we just kind of followed you guys. Mm-hmm. And it was influence because you guys was doing it. You were setting the example. And you. It, it is, it, and I don't think we, that wasn't even in our head. We was just having a good time, having fun, huh? having fun. And and at one point, Lena, when was it that your nephew Michael would come and sit in? Oh, Big Mike would come and sit. Big in. Mike, yeah, I remember and Big Mike, Mike. And he, that was a whole nother personality, a whole mm-hmm. nother kind of music. He made everything fun, and he mm-hmm. he lit it up a lot. Mm-hmm. He was, yeah, he, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I remember Mike Big Mike, Rissa Soul. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So many people in and out that group. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and, and then uh, yeah, because Ravon, Ravon, uh, the, the young man that sang with Alan Russell, uh, they were they were in the hymn, and mm-hmm. dude, we called him Greyhound. I can't think of it. Yeah, big tall Greyhound. Uh huh. I remember that. Yeah, Greyhound too. We laughed at Ravon and Greyhound so hard one night at the we had to play in front of Ike Turner out mm-hmm. to the fairgrounds, mm-hmm. and we were doing the show, and they were gonna make sure that they looked good. Greyhound and him? Greyhound and Rayvon. I remember. They put on the show. They ran to the end of the stage. Now, you know how tall that stage is in the fairground, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's an orchestra pit down there, right? They grabbed their horns, and they was playing, and all of a sudden, they just jumped out there, and they did them horns and jumped dead off that stage. (laughs) And the whole band was like, I was trying to perform and laugh. It could be just a little difficult sometimes. Yeah, that was uh, boy. It was scary, but when when they got themselves together and looked up up the stage at us, it was a done deal. Done deal. It was a done deal. That was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my mm-hmm. life. I was like, oh my. I'm trying to think of a what's his name that used to hang around the bands all the time. He used to hang around you guys all the time too. Right. He didn't play nothing. He used to hang around some of the bands sometimes. Uh, Daybreak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daybreak. <laughs> yeah, you could take it back. Yeah, y'all, y'all remember Daybreak, yeah, right? Sure, yeah. you do. Yeah. Sure, I do. Yeah. I love my life. Huh? <laughs> I like I love them. Yeah. yeah. Daybreak, man. Oh, yeah. He'd be helping with the equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those guys are gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone, mm-hmm. and uh, Greyhound's gone, right? Greyhound is gone. And uh, who else is growing out of out? Reggie's gone. Uh, 
That's a lot of those guys. Yeah, a lot of them. No longer with us. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it, it has been one time. It has been a time with the Mag 7 that there was 13 of us on the stage. It didn't plug the 7. We had 13 people. <laughs> yeah, it was almost double up to 7. Yeah, we huh? doubled up to 7. Mm-hmm. I remember one time, years after we were uh, in the band, Gwen and I was in Dallas, Texas. And we used to have, it was a joke between us. We would go places and get there late. We would wait in the sea. When the lights went down, the vacancy, mm-hmm. somebody had a ticket, didn't show up. So we would ease down there. And we had an agreement. If they tap us on the shoulder, we'd remove. Never happened. We'd always get up a good seat. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were rushing in this club. We'd never been there before. And so I said, Gwen, we didn't even know what door to go in. Mm-hmm. I said, there sure is a lot of people here. It was a small place. So we finally got we got in the door and kind of looked around. Of course, we didn't know anybody. And we looked over, and I said, Gwen, it's two empty seats over there. So we eased up. So by the time we sat down and kind of looked around the room, looked on the stage, it was Reggie Cherry in the band. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? It took him a minute. He was just playing, and he was looking. You know, because up on the stage, mm-hmm. you can't see. Oh, real, but he was playing. He was looking at us and kind of. So when it was time for a break, he came over there and he said, I didn't think this could be true. <laughs> we had, had no idea it was his band we were going to see. We just heard about this club. Reggie's band. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the name of mm-hmm. it. Him and Robert uh, Harris. Yeah, Robert Beverly. Harris. Not Robert and Beverly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was playing with that band. Uh-huh, because uh-huh. Big Mike was playing drums. Right, because mm-hmm. uh, what was the name of their band? I'm trying to think of what the name of their band was. But I remember that group. Mm-hmm. Robert Harris. Yeah. But we had mm-hmm. had no idea. We just knew it was somewhere to go. Right. Something to do. And then another band came through here and just blew us away for a minute. And that was Conspiracy. Conspiracy. Oh, Jimmy yeah. Macon. Jimmy Macon and uh, oh, uh, Will Ragland and yes. all of those cats right yes. there. They blew all yes. of us away they when we seen them. Up. You remember that? Uh, yeah, they were standing on tables and everything. Oh, yeah. they, they, were, got, they got down. They got down. Well, you know, uh, Jimmy Macon lived with me for a while. Really? Yeah. And I got him on, I got him to play with him. He played with Natalie Cole, too. Right. So okay. I, I got him. Mm-hmm. To, hey, you know, we I got him a gig playing with Natalie. And he stayed. We had a house. And he stayed with me. That he was between uh, Natalie and Gap Band because mm-hmm. you know, he was always with Gap Band. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy, now rest his soul, you know, and I really. Had the, the California Malibus came California Malibus, yeah. Other brothers tore us There up. you go. Oh, yeah. Other brothers. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Hank Red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hank Red. You know, he ended up playing with Stevie Wonder. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, so many musicians were so many musicians. popping, popping through Tulsa, Oklahoma. But we had good musicians in Tulsa, Oklahoma too. Yeah, we did. Had Paulette Porter, yeah. Max Fan. Yeah, you got Leon. She's still Robert singing out there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her group is called the Cookies out mm-hmm. there. The Cookies. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, say Leon Robinson. Yeah, it's been a lot of a lot Trisha of White. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, when uh, one of the bassists with uh, uh, Chris. Clayton's band. Chris Clayton's band. What, the Dominant Factor band? Yeah, huh? Dominant Factor's bass player. Who, Huey Owens? Yeah, when he passed. Oh, you're talking about someone else then. Okay. Um, His name was Owens, though, wasn't it? No, Huey not dead. I know. No, no, no. no. Okay, well, bad. this person. Oh. The one that, yeah. Travis Owens. Travis. Okay, yeah. Um, We, um... We had a lot of good musicians. You could name, you could go on and on and on. on on, 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 on,
and that's kind of sad because I really feel as if there is talent here. It's still talent here, but you know, it's no. It seems like there's not a great outlet for bands because of the fact bands can't don't have any place to play like we did. Yeah, right. Sure, we had twelve, ten, twelve places to go play at on a yeah. weekend. That's you know? right. Now they ain't got no place to go play. Because I know it's young people like music, but yeah, they don't have no place to play. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of sad too. Yeah. yeah, they don't have any place to play. Because I um, what was that earlier the year with lefties? <laughs> <laughs> My nephew uh, had a, you went up in there? Yeah, I went up in there. Me and Rose. Oh, both there. of y'all went together to hear a band? Yeah, yeah I went to go hear Johnny Bean. Um, he okay. had his band up there, and he had asked me to come and bring some people mm-hmm. so to hear the band. And we went up there, and it happened to be my nephew's uh, birthday. And we were sitting up there, and we were just having a real good time. And they did it. They were doing really well. And we were singing at the table, and... Oh girl, this, this, here. this guy was singing. What's what's your song? Bean, Johnny Bean. No, the song. Uh, Starry Monday. Yeah, he was doing. And I egged her on. She said, "I ought to go up there and take the microphone and sing my song." Mm-hmm. Go on. She said, "There, she was just talking. We felt pretty good. We was feeling pretty good there." <laughs> okay, had a few up under you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kept egging on, and when she started moving her chair back, I thought maybe she's gonna go to the ladies' room. Mm-hmm. She and took the man's microphone, I think, out of his hand. Uh, That's what they say I did. I yeah, she did. did. She took she the did. microphone. <laughs> he, he, he just stepped back. Whole place loved it. Just, just loved it, huh? And her son. Yeah, my son. He said, I never saw my mother sing. I said, I saw a rehearse, but I've never, never seen, seen her sing. sing. And he was just in awe. Yeah. I, I had no idea of that, but I'm I'm pretty good to egg around. Yeah. I know how far to go. Yeah, she, she, she can push me in a minute. Uh-huh. You <laughs> just, hey, let me, I got to see. He can't destroy that, huh? Yeah, well, and it was really well, he good. Was great. Huh? He had stood back and gave her the mic and let her have her way. She, well, I told him, I, Bobby, I didn't take the mic. This he, is what I said too. to Bean. Mm-hmm. He was singing. I, all I said was, you need to give me the mm-hmm. mic and let me do that. Let you do that. Okay. okay. Hey, let's go to the phone lines. You know, I look like somebody, people want to talk, hone in. <laughs> Area code 918-813. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. Billy Bruner. Billy Bruno. All right. Hey, what's, what's going on, bro? Hey, man, I, I, man, you guys are sounding great. I just want how you doing, Bob? I just want to call and just commend these great women, man, on on on, on what oh, they've yeah. done, man, to help you know in the music in our community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Man, these are some iconic females in our community that our community needs to know about. He's you a know? great musician. Yes, right. Trust me, he's. Yeah. He is the bomb. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what can you That's say about our mother, man? Man, I, I just love Miss Lena. I love uh, I love my good friend uh, Rose. Rose went to church with us, the Church of the Living God. I never knew, man, all this time, but she kept it on the low that she was with the, <laughs> you know, the Max 7, man. I never knew it. She was a, a rock star, and I missed We were coming up, me and Lester Shaw and different folks, and I guess he said I'm going to let them have it, but I didn't know, man, until recently that she was a part of that group. She was so humble, man, with that thing, mm. you know, yeah. Yeah, these uh, ladies have poured so much into our souls, you know, some of the younger generation who came right be- behind them, these ladies and Cha-Cha, yes, Jerry, you know, they were iconic back in the day, man, with the van and all they that. They were, man, they, they were outside the family stone, man, they were rock stars. They were rock stars, <laughs> man. Well, thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah, they were. 
That was what that was like, you know. I remember yeah, it too. We, we looked up to them. You remember, don't you? Yeah, man. I remember looking out the window of Booker T and seeing a Magnificent 7 van come down the street. Uh-oh, man. I can't wait to get out. <laughs> you know. Shit, I'm going to go play wow. some music, you know. Yeah, so. lighting it up at the Rose Room. Yeah, lighting it up at the Rose Room. Lighting it up at the Rose Room, huh? Mm-hmm. That stage is lifted up and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I already know. We saw somebody following the stage. Huh? We saw a young man fall up under the stage. I'm not going to call this thing, but I won't Fall up it. under the stage? Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was standing at the edge of the stage looking at us, and all of a sudden he just fell up under there, and he disappeared. And mm-hmm. then we were singing another song, and... He came we, out smiling, though. He came out smiling, but the first thing we saw was little... <laughs> Paul's hitting the end of the stage, pulling out on the stage, oh, like, oh my God, he's coming back. I, I had a very crazy experience at the Rose Room one night. That's funny. I remember they say Al Green coming to Tulsa at the Rose Room, you know, and I say me and me and Charlie and Marty Bryant and some others, Dooney and all of us, we got together. They said, well, Al needs a band, and we got to put a band together for him. Yeah. So they reached out to us. We were young. And so we was practicing Al Green songs that day. And towards wow. the night, to, towards the night, me and Dooney, we was looking, trying to look up in the dressing room, asking, could we go up there and meet him? So no, you can't, you can't meet Al right now. He's too busy. So we just, we just sitting down here. So we practicing. So showtime was coming. We were playing our hearts off. And all of a sudden, ladies and gentlemen, Al Green. So this guy come out there. He comes out there with a wig covering up his eyes. And had one little one little light in the front faking Al Green. And all of a sudden, a dude came up in the front. He said, that ain't no Al Green. (laughs) To everybody, right? That ain't no Al Green. And then also, and people start coming up to the front looking, women and stuff. So it's also, Bobby, y'all ripping us off. You know what I mean? <laughs> we was all in top touch with that, man. We we had to cancel that. That's crazy. Crazy, man. You know, Rose Room. They, 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 was blaming, they were blaming y'all, huh? Yeah, they was blaming us for it, man. Think we, was, we was trying to rip them off. You know, but that's wow. one of wow. one experience. You know, we used to play at the Rose Room quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, we held it down what, Probably about quite a quite a few years. Mm-hmm. We were there Thursday through Sunday, and I think Spooky Jones had it at the time. He could add it to Yeah, if we had a gig somewhere else, he yeah, could have kind of had it Yeah, I remember like Spooky. He'd be getting well, mad and people hard to work with. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he didn't want us to go play nowhere else but the Rose Room. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we need to move around. Yeah, Spooky would be. He had it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, I, okay. I thought it was Robinson. Uh, what's his name? Oh, um, uh, I know you talking about. Yeah. No, Spooky had, had it for Spooky a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, sure I remember the big bouncer in there, Bobby Matching. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that was the biggest man I've ever seen in my life. He was a bouncer, huh? Yeah, bouncer. That is too funny. That's crazy. Yes, it is. That's man, what you think about Cha Cha Cherry, man? We had talked about Cha-Cha earlier, how he was such an icon and so iconic. And, you know, he set the dress code for a lot of those bands that came after. 
you know, and Absolutely. Uh, he, was, he was not only, he taught music, you know, so he taught in the school systems and all of that, man. Cha-Cha was a great guy, yes, you know. Yes, man, he had, a, he had such a big heart. I remember going, I would go by his house, man. I really wasn't playing that. I was just kind of pecking around. And he was always, so, so now I, I could see the teacher because he would just let you kind of play around. I went to Oregon just so I could bam on the Oregon and then you get on the drums. And he just allowed those kind of things for young people to come by there and just jam, you know, and that was yeah, really cool. That's yeah. what we do over to that house in that garage. That's right. Gonna let you yes, come sir. in there, yes. really let you play the bass mm-hmm. and all of that. It wasn't, it wasn't no big deal. Cause my son, my oldest son, he played uh, he played the drums. Roscoe let him play the drums, mm-hmm. and he played a whole set for me one night at a real gig. And he was eight. Wow. Old. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, my right. my brother taught him how to uh, play congas. Uh, my brother Robert Lucky was in the band also at one time. Okay. And he was a percussionist. And he was uh, a percussionist. Percussion. Uh huh. And he played the congas. Um. And well, he played any kind of uh, percussion instrument that would come up. I would listen mm. to uh, one of the uh, the uh, drummer for the Honeybees. She'd say, "Well, you used to just watch Robert, just to pick up the triangle. He was just, he was just so. He would just come out there, and the last thing he would do would be hit the triangle, ding." <laughs> <Then he'd laughs> he was a different kind of guy. Yeah. He, he, he was a good. He was a good roadie too. He was strong. He could, he could handle that B three. Oh uh, yeah, because that B three took wow. about four to five men to pack it. You know. Man, it wasn't nothing to play with. No, sir. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> nothing to play with handling up on that BC. B3. Oh, yeah. And thank God for Fender Rose and other keyboards. That thing was heavy, too, though. So Yeah, yeah but them suitcase models and stuff, those were all heavy instruments. Yes, yeah. yeah. I was the skinniest man in the band with the, big, with the biggest instrument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I just wanted to call and say hello and let you guys know how much you you. You've, you've you've done for the community and and you know specifically for the community of musicians and you know the impact that you guys made. We really appreciate you and love you. Thanks for calling Thank in, Billy. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, we love you. All right, bro. Take care. We love you more. Okay, okay, Billy. Mhm. Wow, that was a nice call right there. Mhm. Billy Bruner. Me and Billy, we played in a lot of bands together back in the day. Everybody was searching for their dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know. It was good back in the day, Billy and Lester Shaw and all. Our choir was, we all know what our choir was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we, we sang at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who was that? Uh, Kevin Keyes played. Kevin Keyes was in it. Kevin Keyes' mom was a musician for me for 40 years. Was she? And, and she plays, and I miss her terribly, mm-hmm. but yes. Kevin and and Belandi's sister, all of us grew up there in the church. Mm-hmm. And and Billy's yeah. Billy's mom was there. Yeah, we kept our choir was rocking. <laughs> I know it was. Mm-hmm. Those are talented people. Mm-hmm. So you know, like that. Well, um, you're on a Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way. Oh yeah, I gotta let you know. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, six p.m. Central Standard Time. And on Saturdays like today from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. And Tulsa, 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 get ready for the all-new KBOB.
Black on Black Community Radio, 89.9 coming soon. So you guys just got to kind of hit and miss with it. I pl- I'll, I'll pull it up sometime and be up there and all of a sudden I'll pull it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you a little tease and a little bit of that right there. You know, because we do old school, so, you know, old school music. That's what we do. Well, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to be right back.
of Tulsa's own Landon Tisdale. Rest in peace, my brother. We just sitting up here talking about some uh, talented musicians who were around back in the day. And then Tulsa's name popped up. Roscoe Smith. Yeah, his name popped. He was so talented. You know, I I, I asked him, I asked him, I said, man, why they call you Toast? Now, take it, take it. This man was in a fire and he got 80% of his body burned. And the nickname they came up with him was Toast. Toast. And so that stuck with him. It stuck yes, with it me. Exactly. And everybody just knew him as Toast. And he didn't, it didn't bother him. It, it didn't bother him none. I, uh, I knew him before that accident. Mm-hmm. We, we were kids in church together. And I, mm-hmm. I knew him. But he uh, he just took that, accepted it. Everybody in high school, that's what they called it. Mm-hmm. Toast. Uh-huh. He just took it like it wasn't no big deal. Uh-huh. You know, went on about his business. So. I, I, I always wanted a nickname. I never had a nickname. Nobody never gave I you never, no nickname? I never had a nickname. <laughs> I kind of wanted one. You, you, know? you, you did, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never. Lena, you ever come up? You have a nickname? No, I don't. Lucky. Oh, lucky. Oh, that's, but that's, that's my last name. Mm-hmm. But that's they, you know, well, ain't you, lucky. You know, they call me fuzzy. So. See, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that was so cool, and I didn't. I've never said that out loud until today. I really wanted a nickname. Oh, you did. Know. I should have told you. <laughs> you know, you should. Because Robert Lucky right. would have gave me one yeah. if I would have told. That's right. We'd have fixed you right up. Uh huh. <laughs> fixed you right up on one. I, I am. I am an honorary lucky. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. yes Honorary. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. I have been for way over fifty years. Ooh. So yes. Yeah. Okay. She's family member. Mm. <laughs> family member. Family yeah. member. Wow. That's it. And uh, uh, Lena, you um, you had a chance to branch off with Leon Russell. Mm-hmm. How was that? What happened? Well, we were playing one night. And at a, at a club here called The Machine, and it was a man there from the Platters. And we said that we would never break up mm-hmm. as a group. But they offered Willie Lewis something I guess he just couldn't let go of. And Willie left us. That was the other bass player. Mm-hmm. He so kind pl- of, yeah, he went with the Platters. And it just kind right. of made us a little bit, but we kept playing. So when because uh, Reg- Reggie was still there, right? Mm-hmm. So when um, Leon picked up the Gap Band, I had told Ronnie, I said, Ronnie, don't leave me here. I said, please don't leave me here. Mm-hmm. And he came by the house one night, and he uh, right before the big rehearsal, when he came out of the house. He said, Leon, he said, come on, go with me. And I said, okay. I said, where are we going? He said, we're going to go to Leon Russell's house. I was just, oh wow. Mm-hmm. And Leon asked me if I wanted to sing with him. And I said, yes, so I attribute that to Ronnie Wilson because I asked him, don't leave me here. Because P had left, everybody was just gone, 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 you know, and I'm like, okay, come on now. Somebody need to come and pick me up, Mm -hmm. you know. And it worked, and then I worked for him. I worked with Leon. I worked with him and his wife. Mary McCurry. With Mary McCurry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just it was a it was a learning experience for me. I did find out though um, at the at the particular time, if you're not a 
musical playing musician. If you don't play an instrument, it's kind of hard in California for you to just really excel and get over. And I didn't know how to play an instrument. Mm -hmm. I knew how to sing, but I couldn't play an instrument. So it was just really kind of hard for me. And then so I just started doing background vocals. And then I got to hearing what I couldn't understand today, the B artist. They call them the B artist. The B artists are sounding better to me than the A artists. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, it's just, it's according to what you want to be. You could put on a T-shirt and say, I want to be a star when you go out there. Somebody will make you a star, but that don't mean you're going to make no money. Because when I went out there, Shaka Khan was a star. Mm-hmm. She wasn't making me $250 a week. I, don't, I couldn't understand that. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense to me. But like I said, if you don't play something, it's, it was kind yeah, of hard. you don't handle your business. Yeah. It's kind of hard because, um, you know, back in some of those days, I remember, you know, they were looking, you know, back then we used to chase the record companies. Mm-hmm. We used to want to be, get signed with yeah, a record it, company. It was, yeah, now right. today, ain't nobody paying no attention to to a record company. It ain't, it's about... They're independently doing their own thing. Yeah, because you can do it yeah. on You can do everything on a computer now. Yeah. You can you're publishing and your your writers and handle all your own business mm-hmm. and do your own stuff. I heard some beautiful voices, you know, just on my phone. Man, yeah, I didn't hear so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has. It's a everything whole different animal. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I listen and people bring me stuff over here and send me stuff in the mail, I'm like, Wow, man, it's so much different music, you know. That's out there. Mm-hmm. The competition level is so steep, so it is, high. It is, it is you know, high. you can become an internet star, and nobody never knows you on that's, mainstream. That's what I'm saying. You, know, you just everybody know you on on the you, internet. You got five million followers and mm-hmm. people, and they just know your song. Mm-hmm. 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 It's sad, but that's the way it is. Your technology, technology, whether they understand, whether they know it or not, I'm gonna say this: it is so much fun. To play in front of a live audience. Oh, that's the whole key. In a live band. When you know you can actually move. make people move by what you play. That's what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. you can you can feel it. You know, you mm-hmm. feel them. They feel you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's different. It's very different. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's something right there we need to uh, get back. I just wish some of these young people would incorporate it. And say, hey, I want to play an instrument. An yeah. instrument starts right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Where it starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where it's the way it starts. Well, wow. Let's see. We got about uh, a few minutes left. I want to uh, let you guys know about Oklahoma's constitutional carry. Now, this is a four-part workshop at Lacey Park. It's a four-part workshop at Lacey Park. Located at 2133 North Madison, Tulsa, Oklahoma, at noon to 2. And they're going to have four different classes. September 21, Constitutional Carry Act. September 28th, Make My Day, Law and Gun Owners Liability. And October 19th, Search and Seizure Law and Police Interaction. And October 26 gun safety training and a gun safety at large events. Y'all know that that law is coming up. Everybody gonna have they're gonna be like the wild wild west out here. 
That's crazy. They're going to be here in November. Wild Wild West. Anybody can pack a pistol, pack a gun, just strap up and just go. You know, if you you if you can legally get a gun, you can just strap up and just walk with it. That don't make sense to me. That's Not ever had a desire to walk. No, but yeah. it's getting ready to happen. Can you imagine three or four young black men? Strapped with some guns on, going into a white facility, mm-hmm. you know, whereas you got twenty white folks strapped up. That's right. But they don't bother them. And somebody steps on somebody's foot or say something crazy. Look at you, Al. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I could say about the music, too. Mm-hmm. That changed when we were coming up doing the music. You could waste a drink on somebody. You could might even burn their little shirt or their little blouse. Mm-hmm. Step on their shoes. Mm-hmm. It was always okay. I'm sorry. If I, oh, don't worry about it. That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. But today, can't even do that. You better not touch nobody's little ball hat. Step on their little tennis shoes. She might not get back on. That's true. These guns don't make sense to me. I don't understand them either. You know, I just try to control them the best I can in my environment. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. because. Guns don't kill. People kill. These kids will come up and tell you, we ain't scared of dying. But the thing is, baby, seems like you're scared of living. That's That's the big thing. That's the big thing. That sounds like you're scared of living. It makes me mindful of being in a great big crowd when they have the jazz fest and everything. It's a little uncomfortable with that. It's real uncomfortable. It makes you stay home. Why do you need one? Are you so afraid that you think any moment I might just need this? I, I can't. I can't get myself there. I I just think that sometimes people get conditioned to certain stuff, you know, and they feel like they gotta have it in fear of, but it makes them feel big and strong and, and power. You know, you got a gun wrapped on you, you feel some power there. But yeah. when you use mm-hmm. it, your power is it's gone. It's gone. Yeah, you just lost your power. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You better use it in the right way. In the right yeah. way. Yeah, and then like you said, it's it's gonna it's not gonna be right because like you said, if three black dudes walk somewhere and they strapped and they go into a, a facility, they're not gonna they're not they're gonna think something's gonna go down. Yeah, all the time. And that doesn't make any sense to me. You know, everybody out here ain't like that. Mm-hmm. All of us are not like that. That's and true. sometimes you might be done push that child to the edge. To the edge. You know, they wrote a song about it. <laughs> Don't push me. Uh-huh. They wrote a song about it. We need to write some, some more songs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And create some more music and yeah. some more stuff like that. That would really be nice to just have a great big old school jam. Everybody bring your sister. Let's just jam. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? That would be beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, look here. We're going to... We like, uh, since we didn't cover a lot of stuff, we didn't, I'm going to go ahead and end this show. Okay. And uh, I want to thank each and every one of you two taking time out of your busy schedule to come into the Bobby Eaton Show and share this iconic stories and all this that we've talked about today. And I just want to say thank you, okay? And we thank you, you for day. having us. You made, made my day. day. Uh-huh. Thank you. Okay. 
Well, we've been on the Bobby Eaton Show, and you know you can always go to the archives. This show is recorded, and it's in there. So we want you to uh, to do that. Till the next time, we want you to have a good one, okay? Okay.